I am here, <laughs> and you are here. Well, let's just get rolling. Okay, dope. Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's the show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we are going to be talking about the masseuse, but before that, uh, I don't think we had any actual homework from last week. I don't think that we did. Uh, yeah, I didn't I, I write know, anything down. I, I was going to check because I did go home for Thanksgiving, and I mm-hmm. did pick up my season one DVD <laughs> of The nice. Whitest Kids You Know. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to look at that one sketch to see if it actually was uncensored on the DVD or not, but yeah. I, I will I will definitely be doing that, you know, for, for research purposes. Of course, of course, uh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't think and, we had anything else. No, no. The only thing, I, other thing I wanted to mention is a little bit of trivia from The Barber, which was the last episode, and that is, of course, that, uh, you know, we both love the fact that the, instead of the interstitial slap bass that we're used to in the Seinfeld episodes, we got uh, that awesome operatic music. And of course, the hilarious in-joke about that is that the music that we hear in the episode is from The Barber of Seville, the very famous opera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so okay, okay. I didn't know we that. That's figured. awesome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, did we have any other news? Well, there was really no newsworthy items that broke this week, I don't think. Okay, uh, well, I mean, the only thing keeping us from starting the show... Uh, oh, we do have something in Newman's mail sack. We'll get to that at the, at the very end. But if you've never listened to us before, uh, listen to the full thing, uh, because we are not a research-heavy show. Uh, a lot of people get angry at us because we don't do our research, but we tell you right here that we don't do research. If we find something that we have a question about, we'll assign it to ourselves the week after, like we are assigning homework to ourselves. If you li- if you do end up listening to the full thing, you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, and we s- will send you a No Hugging, No Learning sticker. Eventually, those do not exist yet. Uh, we do not have the money to get those printed. Uh, but uh, leave us the rating, leave us the review, because those do go a very long way to help. Um, again, if we miss something, if we egregiously skip over something, and it's just got you so angry, you want to reach out to us, tweet us at no hugging or send us an email, no hugging, no learning show at gmail.com. Both of those links are in the description or on the Apple podcast page, uh, just on our main uh, podcast listing. Uh, that being said, season five, episode nine, the masseuse original air date, November 18th, 1993. I was 10 months and 29 days old. We're slowly creeping up to my first birthday. Yeah, very exciting. And if you are looking at TV Guide that night, you're going to see Jerry yearns for a massage from his new girlfriend and Elaine worries about her new boyfriend's name. All right. And we open up with a stand up bit as usual. And Jerry is talking about how if there's a serial killer in your neighborhood, the safest person you can be is the neighbor because the news is always talking to the neighbor about the serial killer once they're finally caught and saying stuff like, oh, my gosh, he was so quiet. He kept to himself, uh, which is kind of a funny premise. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I, I yeah, mean, yeah. It's like it's, it's really funny to be like, man, I, you know, most people <laughs> go like, oh, I would hate to live next to a serial killer. But you, Jerry is like, you don't think no, that's that. actually the safest the safest place to be is in the neighborhood <laughs> of a serial killer because they always ask the neighbors. And they're always like they're the perfect neighbor. Yeah, you never you never think of that until like you watch some true crime show, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. oh man, no, he was totally normal. Just went to work nine to five every day, went to church every Sunday. I, yeah, I, nothing I, out of the ordinary, I, never made anybody upset. Yeah. I, I absolutely can't believe that he had thirteen heads in his basement <laughs> freezer. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then he goes on to talk about the prison pen pals, which is a weird subset of the population. You know, these women who write to people in prison and, uh, you know, especially serial killers and stuff like that. The people who have these weird fascinations. Um, the last really big instance of this I remember is all these teen girls that were in love with the Boston bombing guy. Oh, remember yeah. that? Yeah, I, I think so. Wait, like back in like the the Boston Marathon bomber, like in 2011, 2012? Yes. Well, you yeah. know why? They put him on the freaking cover of Rolling Stone. Well, that was really weird, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's let's really glorify this guy who murdered a bunch of innocent people in a marathon, right? Yeah, and, and then he became like a, an idol on Tumblr as well. Oh, you know, good like the, lord. I feel like so. And um, he's like, you know, what 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 is the thought process, I guess, with, with these prison pen pals? Would they get upset when he stopped killing people? I guess, or something like that. I don't, I don't know exactly where. You know, the, the first premise was definitely a little bit better than the second. <laughs> it, it definitely, definitely loses some steam. I think. Yeah. Uh, so we open up at Pendant Publishing, and Elaine is on the phone with Jerry, talking about how her boyfriend hasn't vomited in eight years. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, Jerry. Joel hasn't vomited in eight years. That's Elaine's boyfriend, and uh-huh. Jerry says, "Big deal. I haven't vomited in 13 years. The last time was June 29th, 1980, and I remember that because." The previous time he had vomited was June 29th, 1972, and George was there, and he remembers <laughs> saying, isn't it crazy? I'm vomiting on June 29th again. <laughs> so just another weird thing about Jerry that we learned. That he's very proud of having it, never vomited or, or vomiting very rarely. It, he's puked twice in the last, uh, what, 21 years? 21 years, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he's telling Elaine that this is totally normal. And we find out why she's so worried about, uh, you know, her boyfriend being normal in a minute it's because he has the same name as one of New York's most uh, notorious serial killers, Joel Rifkin. And when I first heard this name, I was like, oh, this is a made up serial killer. Had you ever heard of Joel Rifkin, Ted? Uh, I had not, actually. I, I had to look it up. Yeah, I, I, when I look, I was so shocked to find out this was an actual serial killer. And this is a bit of like, normally the, the Seinfeld current events that are taking place around the episode. So, for instance, they're talking about June of 1993. you got to imagine that's when they filmed this because Joel Rifkin was arrested June 28th, 1993. Which, uh, it, it's it's so weirdly timely, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, it must have been on everybody's lips at, at that moment, a moment and been a very big headline, but this is the first of the big headlines that we've run across that just... Well, I mean, have, this, have, this and Giuliani, I think, right? Yeah, 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 the, the actual mayoral election. But, like, David Dinkins and Rudolph Giuliani, at least, have not been forgotten by history. But Joel Rifkin, <laughs> I mean, I was 11 or 12 when, when it, what was I? I was, uh, you know, 12 when this episode came out. So yeah, that and- might have been on my, ri- I mean, I remember, for instance, I remember being even younger and hearing and, and taking note of Jeffrey Dahmer being arrested. Yeah, man, and you'd think, like, with the huge true crime boom, especially over the last 10 years, that yeah. someone would know who Joel Rifkin is. And Welcome to I, Riff Riffcast. It, it, <laughs> it's not about guitar it, riffs. It's it, about Joel Rifkin. It, it's Please show, stop writing us about guitar riffs. It, it's a show about one thing. Talking talking all about Joel Rifkin. Yeah. yeah. And it's the Joel Riffcast. Yeah, Joel. Joel <laughs> it, it's uh. It, it's pot Podkin. Uh, yeah. J- Joel Joel Podcast Rifkin Mania. Well, that's yeah. our rival Joel Rifkin Podcast. There are a yeah, couple. D- damn those guys. <laughs> But I was so shocked to find out. I was like, oh, so they made up a name. That's really funny, you know, because the the 
they they sort of like all the other names that we hear that they make up that like information about Joel Rifkin trickles out. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, Joel Rifkin's going to be it's just a made up name in the Seinfeld universe. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, he I, for sure was a real serial killer. Yeah, I looked him up because, I mean, Grace is huge into into true crime. I'm surprised that I didn't know like his name, like, even in passing. I've listened to so much of last yeah. podcast on the left and I don't think they've ever covered Joel Rifkin. Yeah. It's kind of weird. If they have, I'll have to go back and look. I, I, I certainly haven't listened to every episode, but they, they do uh, what they call heavy hitters about serial killers. And I, I think mm-hmm. I listened to all the heavy hitters, and I, I, don't, I don't remember anything about Joel Rifkin. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. But I guess as far as forgotten people from history... Why not a serial killer, you know? Right. <laughs> that's, that's pretty probably pretty good. Um, and so uh, Elaine's coworkers come in, and they are asking Elaine about her boyfriend's name and then joking about the name. And Elaine kind of explodes on him about, like, all right, you know, it's very funny. You know, the guy's like, don't get on his bad side. <laughs> yeah, they, they just like keep that. roasting her about it. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, if you smell something decaying in his home, you know, she's like, hey, this is my boyfriend we're talking about. Uh, and so she's been, you know, she's been getting a lot of guff, as it were, about dating Joel Rifkin uh-huh. and it's just kind of funny that you know the, the real Joel Rifkin had had kind of just been arrested and so in Jerry's apartment uh, I'm sorry this is um, yeah Jerry's apartment uh, Elaine is asking him you know uh, what he she should do about this and and Jerry's like maybe he should change his name and uh, and you know Elaine is like well that's you know what would it seems like a big deal to her and and Jerry's like well I'd change my name for the right person I'm Claude Seinfeld <laughs> If the right person asked, uh, and, and uh, where did he pull Claude just out of nowhere? Have we heard seemingly. Claude Seinfeld somewhere else? No, no, it just uh, okay. just kind of came out of yeah, came out of nowhere. Okay, and then we find out that Rifkin strangled eighteen people, is what they say. Now Wikipedia says as many as seventeen um, confirmed or at least um, admitted I, murders. I, yeah, I think I saw like anywhere from 9 to 17. Is, is that right? Yeah. Where it, I think he, it's he like... believed to have killed up to 17 victims. But it's confirmed to be at least 9, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe not maybe not confirmed. Um, but he's confessed but, to, at least. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. they've... Uh, I don't know. I, I was looking at... Um, the, they you know they have the list and there are some like unidentified uh-huh. remain uh, unidentified confessions like they were never recovered and stuff like that but that he's he's confessed to so I believe it's uh, yeah I believe it's, and by the way Rifkin is uh, still alive interestingly enough yeah I, I think I saw that I I mean yeah. it's that that's what baffles me even more for someone who who did such a heinous thing like Joel Rifkin and, and he's still alive no one fucking remembers this dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, even as a Seinfeld joke, you right? know what I mean. Like, if someone said the name, I wouldn't have connected it to this episode. Even. I, I mean, like, I whenever whenever I googled him, I was sure that like something about Seinfeld would be like one of one of the top search results. And granted, I'll I, I will give Joel Rifkin his due. I mean, he's got <laughs> a, a couple of like articles about him that are like one through five, but the sixth article down is something. It's like. Why no one remembers Joel Rifkin and how he's been relegated to a Seinfeld bit joke? And oh, I'm interesting! Like, oh my That's god! That's exactly what we're talking about, right? <laughs> um, by the way, if you if you uh, don't have time to Google Joel Rifkin, just picture Jonah Ray, kind of oh the my same. God, they, they kind of uh, look the same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if if Jonah Ray ever snaps and like strangles nine women in New York City, uh, yeah. what, n- nine to seventeen women in New York nine City. To 17. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very. I mean, the glasses, the mustache, all, all very oh similar. Oh my god, so. that's uh, that's pretty spot on. <laughs> I can't lie. Jeez. Uh, so. Yeah, it's Kramer who comes in who's like, yeah, he strangled 18 women. And by the way, no applause for Kramer in this episode. We oh finally God, have, have right. put the kibosh completely on, on all of that. Wow. And it's because he come, like they're in the middle of a conversation. He comes in and like they just keep talking to him, you know, um, and, and the conversation doesn't stop. There's no room for him to uh, to speak. And so I think this is where they started, you know, sort of trying to tamp that down and keep the keep the scene moving along. Um, and. Kramer says, you know why he's a serial killer? Because he was adopted, just like Son of Sam. He was like, so I guess adoption leads to serial killers. And then exits, and that's it. And he, he like <laughs> does a funny door gag here that we've never seen. So rather than his opening be really funny, his ending is really funny, where he tries to pull the door, but his foot is down at the bottom of the door, so he can't pull it. And he kind of struggles and makes a funny noise and then spins around and leaves. <laughs> and in fact, Elaine almost breaks when he's exiting a little you know Man, she kind of like I, laughs at that i didn't catch this at all why why not yeah i don't know she <laughs> you can see her like smiling more than you figure <laughs> someone might in, in that situation it's almost like she was laughing at the bit rather than at kramer the character you know uh-huh. what i mean oh my god yeah i, By the I way, didn't yes. catch this at all <laughs> The other thing I love is that all Kramer did was come in and grab a shit ton of paper towels too. He like uh, like <laughs> takes just so you know, you're like what happened over in his apartment that he needed that many paper towels for? <laughs> something something hilarious, I'm sure. So Elaine mentions to Jerry after Kramer exits that she's got an extra ticket to the Giants game and Kramer immediately comes back in and says, "I'll go." <laughs> Yeah, you, and, you can tell she yeah. she wanted Jerry to go. She was obviously yeah, talking yeah. to Jerry about it, but Kramer <laughs> Uh, his either his supersonic hearing or maybe the fact that he has Jerry's place bugged. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah anytime but- <laughs> anyone's talking about anything free. I mean, when Jerry was like, you know, uh, talking about his sweater or whatever, he just has an ear for the word. I've got an extra blank, you know, or <laughs> do you want do you want this for free? And, and Kramer's right there. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're talking about George getting back together with Karen. That's what Jerry's doing tonight. They're, he's going to double with George and Karen, who is the risotto girl, as they say. And we get a little cutaway here in yeah. case you forgot who the risotto girl was. This is a uh, weird, weird thing. Cause I, I feel like we've gotten a cutaway before, but it just doesn't feel right in this show. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you should be rewarded for remembering Karen and remembering the risotto. That should have been enough for the diehard fan, which everybody should be when they watch this show. You know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like you're like, if you don't remember, it's like, well, shame on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, here they are just opening it up to everybody, you know? Like, oh, yeah, Karen, the risotto girl. Oh, <laughs> do, do, do you remember who Karen, the risotto girl is? Here's you, Here she is in case you missed it. Yeah, yeah. And the scene we get is I feel full after after the risotto or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Obviously, this was the woman that George wasn't sure he was actually giving orgasms to uh, <laughs> in that episode. I, I didn't go back and look at the episode. But, um, you know, George likes double dates. Jerry doesn't like them. But George likes them because um, it's a good, as Jerry says, personality showcase. It, you know, it gives the uh, other person an idea of what his non-date personality is like, which, again, is another thing that I love about george because i also you know i i don't know anybody who doesn't go oh i'm i'm better around my friends you know i'm more oh, comfortable absolutely. i'm at ease i'm funnier they think i'm funny we're we're we laugh together and so <laughs> i was always better hanging out and then once i got in the one-on-one date situation that's where it would tank yeah and i mean if you if you can't tell like a bad joke with your friends and they'll still back you up and they'll still give you like supporting laughter. Mm-hmm. Then you're hanging out with the wrong group of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Um, not that I ever, I don't even know if I ever went on a double date, but yeah. anytime that like, that's when I, anytime I made any headway with any woman, it was always because they were seeing me around friends <laughs> and then they realized that like later on, that's where I should be just all the time. <laughs> and pretty, and pretty soon I realized that too. So. Just constantly around your friends. So, yeah, yeah. so they will leave you and that, that's just where you will spend eternity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then I just, you know, just started hanging out solely with my friends and not even trying with women. So that, that seemed to work for me as well. <laughs> um, and Jerry is taking Jody out, and uh, that's his, uh, you know, current girlfriend. And he hasn't gotten his free massage yet. She's a masseuse, and he hasn't gotten a free massage yet. And I love the way Jerry delivers this. She's like, you know, you know, all, all she wants to do, she just wants sex. Like he kind of rolls his eyes, and he's like, oh, exasperated at. You know, no, I haven't gotten a free massage yet. All she wants to do is have sex. And, and I, I think it's George that points out and he's uh, something like, well, what, what's wrong with that? And he's like, well, nothing's wrong with that. But it's like going to Idaho and eating carrots. Yeah, yeah. This was Elaine was in this. Scene. Oh, OK, OK. Yeah, George isn't in the scene. But yeah, if I'm if I'm going to Idaho, I want a potato. <laughs> You know, <laughs> uh, I, I kind of understand that sentiment, too. You know, like it's like going to a wing place and not getting wings. Like anytime I'd go to any, any, any restaurant, I'll, I'll say that has like a specialty. I'm like, well, I have to get the specialty. If I'm going to if I could use a Pennsylvania reference, if I'm going to Permanis, I'm getting a sandwich. I'm not getting right. anything else from their extensive menu. Oh, you know, if, man. I'm, if I'm going to Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm getting wings. I'm not getting a burger. You you're know, you're not going to get like a, a chicken sandwich at Buffalo Wild Wings. Right, uh, right. But I, I, I will say this: Grace is like this to an extent, not, uh, not in the way that we'll go to like a place that has something specialty. But if I ever say like, "Hey, I want to go to this place; they have this deal," or "I want to go to this place; I have this coupon," yeah, she'll yeah. say like, "Oh, well, I don't want that, but we can still go." <laughs> and I'm like, "But." This is, and I, I admit, this is probably me being uh, a little cheap. But I'm like, but this is what the special is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? There's no there's no point in going there if <laughs> we're not getting the deal. Yeah, like if we go to this place and we get cheese steaks and you want like chicken tenders, th- there's no <laughs> benefit to it. There's no benefit to getting chicken tenders. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, okay, so now we're at Hunan Fifth Avenue, which is a restaurant we're very familiar with. We've been here several times in the uh, Seinfeld universe. And George is telling a story that, you know, he's cracking up and uh, Karen is loving it as well mm-hmm. about, uh, as near as I can tell, it's about slut shaming a retail worker. Is that oh, what you got out of oh, it? Oh, 100%. <laughs> what in the world? And, and- he's like, so I was in this store and the the clerk is wearing a really low cut shirt and I'm like, <laughs> Honey, what's your thought process when you put that on or something? I'm like, what in the couldn't even if they needed like a throwaway story, couldn't they have written a better funnier story? Hey, they, they probably could have, but oh my god. <laughs> and, and also, I uh, I don't know if you caught this. Did Karen get recast? Okay, I don't know. I don't think so, but if she did, they did a great job cuz just watching her laugh and I'm like, I'm enjoying this actress just as much as I did the first time around. I was uh, just, uh, you know, enamored with her the first time around. I was like, what a great, but, what a, what a great character. But does it, um, does it look like, does it look like she looks different? I, I couldn't, t- if, if, if she is a different, if it, if it is a different character, they did do a great job because she looks close enough. You know what I mean? She does. But for some reason, I, I can't put my finger on why. Uh, just looking maybe at her, like updated her look, like different haircut or something. That might maybe, have been. maybe. But looking at Karen in this scene, I'm like, that's a different actress entirely. 
<laughs> we'll have to double check that for for next week. But but okay. they, they did a great job because I mean her laugh and everything and uh, like it was I I I fell in love with her all over again. I was like, what a great job this actress has done with this very minor character that I'm like that you know they they found a real diamond in the rough. Like uh, I just really enjoyed the way she played this character just as much as last time. Yeah, and um, is this is Jennifer Coolidge playing Jody? Yeah, and I, that's another okay. thing I didn't realize until watching the credits at the end. I was like, that was Jennifer Coolidge? <laughs> oh, man. Jennifer, that's crazy. Jennifer Coolidge, before she was shoehorned into playing everybody's mom or, like, <laughs> the the MILF or the, the older this, you know? Right, right. Um, <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, are you more familiar with her, like, as far as, like, American Pie or something like that? She was Stifler's mom, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's that's the one role that I think everybody from my generation and and even so your generation, I, I think, would know her as, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to say, I mean, I, I, she pops up in a couple of David Guest movies, those, like, improv movies with, like, Eugene Levy and that whole okay, game. Okay, yeah. Um, and also, I remember her, I, I never saw the movie, but in the when they were showing previews for... Uh, legally blonde, red, white, and blonde. Oh, good. She Lord. had a line in that that was like, "You look like the Fourth of July." Makes me want a hot dog real bad. Yes! And for some reason, yeah, every commercial break that year had a commercial for red, white, and blonde in it, and and that was that line was in every. I got so sick of that line. As you can hear, I remember it verbatim. Like, oh my gosh, makes me. Want I never a hot saw the movie. Dog real bad. Real bad makes me want a hot dog. Oh my gosh, like shut. <laughs> Shut the mouth! Oh my gosh! But uh, you know that aside, I, you know she's a uh, she's a very funny, capable comic oh, yeah. actress. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> but again, I didn't recognize her until I saw until I saw the credits. So I can say I didn't recognize her. I had I, to see the credits to go Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, I I I thought she looked familiar, but it was Grace that pointed out. She's like, "Is that Jennifer Coolidge?" And Crazy. and I'm like, "Oh my god, you're right. It is." Wow. Um, yeah, and so Jennifer Coolidge, by the way, Jody is unimpressed completely with George's story. And meanwhile, Jerry is like complaining about his neck. Uh, you know, you, you know, again, trying to drop hints that he wants a free massage, saying he's so tense and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And Jody asked George, you know, what uh, what the clerk said after he told her, "What's your asked her, what's your thought process with wearing a low cut top?" Um, and George is like, well, I didn't actually say that, <laughs> uh, which he was like, I, I was exaggerating and calling Jody sweetheart and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Karen, <laughs> like I mentioned is, is still loving it though. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. and then George drops the fact that attractive women, you know, uh, don't get traffic tickets. <laughs> and Jody says that her sister did and, and asked George, like, you know, is she not attractive? And George is like, well, I've never met your sister, but look, these are not hard and fast rules. And, and again, that- calls her sweetheart, Jerry and Jody get up to leave and uh, you know she's very friendly with Karen but then when it comes time for George to like grab a hug because Jerry and Karen kind of hug and have a little kiss goodbye but she kind of like really rebuffs George and like instead of a hug like grabs his hand to shake it Uh, okay so Karen brings this up and like did she know that George has never met her sister she's like but my sister just got a traffic ticket are you calling her not attractive I'm like not everybody just (laughs) immediately knows what your sister looks like Karen yeah yeah but I I I guess it would still be kind like my sister even without knowing like well my sister just got one and she's attractive that's the way she should have said it not are you saying she's not attractive um yeah I think that would have been the way to say it if you wanted to you know, uh, drop it into conversation like, oh, no, my, my sister is pretty attractive and she just got one. So blah, blah, blah. You know, and then it, it might have, uh, you know, contributed to the conversation, but she's being combative. 
Yeah, yeah. It, really, more than anything. Very, very hostile about, yeah. like, how dare you call my sister, who you, who you have never seen in person, unattractive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or not, <laughs> not even call her unattractive. Refer to the fact that she may or may not be unattractive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That there's a chance she may be, you know, at least not attractive enough to avoid a traffic ticket. Right? <laughs> In Jerry's apartment, Jody is upset about George, and Jerry is trying to stay in the conversation and keep her talking while also manipulating her hands up to his neck to get a free massage. And he's kind of just agreeing with everything she says in like a really funny way. I loved, I loved his sort of mannerisms during this whole scene, like agreeing with George. She's or agreeing with Jody about George. Like I don't know, I just like don't like that type. And he goes, "Oh yeah, he's bad seed," <laughs> and stuff like that. But, you know, she pivots from, you know, massaging Jerry's neck to making out. And Jerry goes, oh, what are you doing? And she goes, what do you think I'm doing? And he goes, all right. You know, and, and he starts making out with her. But he doesn't like in real eye. He is, is he rolls his eyes at it. Yeah, he he'll he'll make out with her, but he's not happy <laughs> yeah. about it. He's like, great. You know, I was this close to getting a, a free massage <laughs> uh, back at Hunan Fifth Avenue. George is wondering if Jody liked him because he sort of got a little, you know, he, he picked up on the clues that she was really hammering home to him oh my god uh, you know anybody <laughs> yeah. who had any sort of you know <laughs> being able to pick up on human uh, emotions and and uh, nonverbal communication would have known that this person doesn't like you but george is unsure because yeah, you know he, as we'll find out he just assumes everyone likes him he's he's just picking up on this yeah yeah but i like this he's like you know i think the second time i sent back the noodles she made a fist which is hilarious <laughs> he like, sent back food twice like if i'm with somebody even somebody that i like uh, yeah. to, to begin with, and they send food back twice. Uh, I'm just like, okay, come on. What is your problem? Just eat the food. If, if they send it back once, I'm embarrassed for them. Oh I'm my like, God, I can't yeah. believe you've done this to me. I can't believe I'm sitting at a table with somebody who would send food back. If it's like, it, it, unless it's like raw, like yeah, it better like no, just be, you know. Like nobody actually does that. Yeah. I mean, like I'm, if they, if they bring up something with the food, I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, this is, I can't stand, I can't stand this. <laughs> like all food that comes out is perfect. Even when it's bad, just eat it. It's your fault because you ordered it. Yeah, you know what even, I mean? <laughs> even if you want something like at the table, the server comes by, Hey, can I get you any, can I get you guys anything? <laughs> no, we're okay. Yeah. Oh, we're fine. Yeah. That's also uh, is what I'll say when I like really needed a drink refill. Like, ah, oh, dang it, why didn't I? I was like almost at the bottom. Oh well. Yeah, or like I'll even tell Grace like we'll be out at a breakfast place, and I like to put hot sauce on my eggs whenever yeah. whenever I'm done eating them, and I'll be like, oh man, I want to see if they have a bottle of Red Dot. Hey, can we get you guys anything? How's everything going? No, everything's good. <laughs> we're, we're we're good. Don't need anything. Like, why yeah. did I say that? Yeah, yeah, and then I, I don't know. Does Grace do what you know Sarah does in that situation? Like, no, I'll, I'll flag them down. It's okay. Like, like, no, I don't want the server to serve me. Okay, <laughs> I don't want them to feel like they're serving me. <laughs> I do not want to inconvenience them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're very busy. Got a lot going on. <laughs> um, over at Elaine's, uh, Joel. Uh, you know, we we see the man who we presume is Joel, uh, uh -huh. who is like stalking Elaine from behind. She's reading a magazine on the couch, and then he like places his hands on her neck and. And she like freaks out and gets all scared, which is hilarious. She's like, "What are you doing?" It's like, "I was massaging your neck." She's like, "Oh, a massage." Because you know, of course, th this is the way normal people uh, initiate <laughs> a neck massage. They walk yeah, up like, behind somebody without any sound and then grab with both palms around their throat, like Frankenstein's monster. Exactly. In a way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
So Elena's reading Game Day magazine, boning up on football, as uh, as they say, and she points out that, you know, there's a lot of players named Dion right now, and she was like, if I was going to change my name, I'd change it to Dion, and <laughs> and Joel goes, Dion Bennis, and she goes, well, it doesn't really work for a woman, and to that, I would say, uh, Elaine, have you ever never heard of Dion Warwick? Hello? Oh, man. You know? <laughs> I mean, still very famous in 93. Maybe even the Psychic Friends might have been rolling at that point. So there are fair, famous uh, female Dion's. But she's like, well, you know, Dion Rifkin. That sounds so cool. And she pronounces it K-E-W-L, oh, which I love. God, the, the, the most early <laughs> 90s way to say the word cool. That is so cool. <laughs> but then she's like, but uh, there's, there's so many cool names in here. And she, she thumbs through the football magazine oh. tr- trying to find one cool name. The first one that she lands on is oh OJ. Ugh. Is there a joke that is uh, that is aged? I'll say better than this one right here. She's trying to get a serial killer to change his name, and she she suggests OJ. And I had to look it up. I was like, what the fuck? And the, oh uh, the Nicole God. Brown Simpson was murdered June of nineteen ninety four. So pretty much exactly one year from the filming of this episode because oh you know God. everything everything in this episode seems to be taking place around June of 93 and exactly bit, yeah. one year this this joke is the worst written joke in the whole series right though like, OJ I, Rifkin oh please change your name to OJ please 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 <laughs> I, I I looked this up too and I mean we we said at the beginning of the show this aired November 18th so yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean we, we can we're give, seven months away exactly we can give them the credit of it being a year away but yeah I, yeah I wouldn't do that I'd say like six maybe seven months later OJ is the most hated man in the entire country yeah, yeah. He's literally like maybe one person away from being named a serial killer. Like he killed two people. So, right? I mean, allegedly. Yeah. But yeah, do, do I we, mean. Do we still have to it, add allegedly before that? For, for OJ really before Simpson? that one? I don't know. I don't he's know. out now. He's he's litigious. Oh, my God. But like I, this was. Oh, good Lord. This was. Uh, a, this a, is a, maybe the funniest joke in the whole series now. <laughs> They just didn't know it at the time. <laughs> they didn't write it to be the funniest joke. Nope. They nope. they wrote it to be a completely serious <laughs> idea for D, for uh, for Joel to change his name to. OJ Rifkin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. OJ Rifkin. <laughs> don't know. Don't name yourself after you. You don't want to be named after a serial killer. You want to be named after OJ Simpson. Oh, oh please, 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 <laughs> change your name to OJ. Oh my god. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Um, so over at Monk's, Jerry and George are talking about how Jody stayed over and Jerry's unimpressed and George can pick up on this. He's like, what's going on? Is the the sex no good? He's like, no, the sex was fabulous. Uh, just (laughs) still has not gotten a massage. And so he's upset about that. Meanwhile, George starts prodding for info about how Jody feels about him. Like we had a good time last night. Right. And Jerry's like, yeah. And he's like, everyone had a, had a good time. And then Jerry's like, Yeah. And and George notices that Jerry hesitates on that last yeah about having a good time. Like he hesitates and his voice goes up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at first Jerry tries to like lie his way out of it. No, I was blowing on the coffee or whatever. But then he just like flatly tells George like, look, you're not going to have to be around her that much. Um, and I love this exchange. This was a great exchange between them. Like she doesn't like me. No. What were her exact words? I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) And George is completely offended that she doesn't like him. And he's like, was it the thing about her sister? You know, Uh, he was like, oh, and then he's like, let me tell you something. If she's getting traffic tickets, she's not that attractive. (laughs) (laughs) Just doubling down on on his attractive women don't get traffic tickets. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Back in, uh, you know, Jerry and George are presumably walking home from their lunch at Monk's now, and they're in the hallway to Jerry's apartment. They run into Jody. Um, oh, and by the way, before that, though, George is telling Jerry, oh, you vomited in 1987. And Jerry's like, no, that was the vo- the dry heaves. Uh, <laughs> but so they, they meet Jody in the hall, and she's there because she just gave Kramer a massage, which upsets Jerry immediately. And George, meanwhile, starts overcompensating for the fact that Jody doesn't like him, offering to carry the table uh, and stuff like that and help her down uh, to the street. Um, and meanwhile, Kramer comes out of his uh, apartment and says he is looser than creamed corn after his massage. Oh, I know. <laughs> what a horrible, horrible metaphor. <laughs> or simile, whatever it is. Is it, is it horrible, though? Or is it hor- like horribly good? It's horribly good. It is, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, it's just cr- so visceral in, a, cr- in the worst, best way. Cr- cream corn is very loosey goosey, baby. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is. Uh, it's one of the most disgusting textured foods. I mean, it, it may taste amazing, but it, yeah, it's it's just a, a disgusting thing to use in a in a simile like this. You know, downstairs, uh, George is hailing a cab for Jody, and you know he he shoves her in the cab. And oh, one thing he says, like I, I know uh, feminism aside, I know women still like opening the, having the door open for them, Jesus. which is a funny little thing to put in there. Uh, and he's like, oh, by the way, you know, uh, how's your sister doing? And she's and Jody's like, you never met. He's like, well, you know, I'm. I'm sure you know, if I wasn't with somebody, I'd, I'd be into being set up because she sounds like a real knockout. So he's like complimenting her sister, really overcompensating and trying to get Jody to like him. To the point where he's walking alongside a moving cab, still yeah. trying to talk to her. Right, right. Back up in Jerry's apartment, Kramer is recounting the glorious massage that he that he just got from Jody. Meanwhile, what is Jerry doing here? Is he cutting a giant pile of butter or something? I couldn't tell what was going on. He's got a knife. <laughs> no idea. And it looks like a huge cube of butter, like not even a stick. It looks like, and I'm like, what is Jerry doing in this scene? I, I could not figure it out. Um, but, you know, every, with every with every description and sec passing second, Jerry gets more incensed with the fact that Kramer got this amazing massage. And so he walks over to Kramer and he throws him off the couch uh, and he tells him massages are out. And if I can't get one, you can't get one. And Kramer's like, whoa, 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 I need my massages. Can't you tell I'm burnt out? <laughs> Jeez. Which is hilarious because Kramer does nothing all day, as we know. Yep. And then and then he like this. This plays like a, a very funny version of, again, like a very dramatic scene that you might see in another movie because he throws in like, I paid for her. And Jerry like clenches his fists and turns around slowly at, at hearing that and, you know, <laughs> and tells him again, no more massages. Don't you ever speak about her like that again or something like that, even though. Yeah. <laughs> All he was saying was I paid for her to, you know, do the, what she gets paid to do. But yeah, <laughs> but I mean, Kramer's obviously like bringing it up in in the vein of like, oh, yeah, Jody is definitely a sex worker. Right. And, yeah. I, and I paid for sex and we yeah. had sex. That's uh, the way it plays. Yeah, exactly. like In a more dramatic movie, that's the way it would play. Like, hey, man, I paid for her. I can do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Over a giant stadium. Elaine is there and. Oh, we get some interesting like B-roll of an actual Giants game too. I found that uh, kind of interesting. Yeah, I wonder if, um, and, and there's they, probably record of what game this actually is. Yeah, and they cut back to it every once in a while too. Uh, yeah, like what um, towards uh, towards the end of the scene, there, there's a bit where they cut back to the B-roll. I'll bring it up whenever we get to it though. But okay, it, it was definitely uh, really weird. And um, Joel is, you know, again. Elaine is talking about how he is very normal uh, for having a photo uh, for having photos in his wallet, specifically a photo of his mom. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, you know, oh, there's there's no res- um, Elaine's like, oh yeah, I see some resemblance. And he's like, no, there's no resemblance. I was adopted. <laughs> Going back to again, 
serial adoption leads to serial killers. Yes, and not only that, but he's also adopted just like serial killer Joel Rifkin. Oh, serial killer Joel Rifkin is adopted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that yeah. Just like, you know, Kramer mentioned that. I forgot. Yeah, that's uh-huh. why he got to that whole. You know, two serial killers happen to have been adopted: son of Sam and Joel yeah. Rifkin, and so I, I that's mean, how he landed on that. I, I wonder if he knew that serial killer Joel Rifkin is adopted, or if he was just drawing that conclusion because, oh yeah, he's a serial killer, must be adopted. You know what I mean? Oh, Kramer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he. Well, he he's the one that mentions like you know why he started serial killing. Why you know why he's a serial killer because he was adopted. Oh I, yeah, I, I know that. But like, oh, does, okay. does Kramer know that he's adopted? Yeah, he says. Do you know why he became a serial killer? It's because he's adopted. Okay, okay. I I think we're I think we're circling the, the same point. <laughs> I know <laughs> mul- multiple times. But like I, I'm saying, does does Kramer know that he is adopted, or is he just saying that because it's it's his belief? Because oh, obviously all serial killers are adopted. I'm gonna guess it's the first one. Okay. Without saying again that Kramer said <laughs> he was adopted, very matter of factly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Also, before we get back into the scene, do you <laughs> did you hear what the announcer is saying at this point? No. No. I, I, no. I think this is to uh, skirt like copyright or trademarks, but he's like introducing your New York football giants. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> I, I don't know how I caught that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm typically watching the episode with headphones in, so yeah. any any like little dialogue like that, even something yeah. in the background, I'm I'm able to pick up on it. Uh, but it was just so weird. I'm like, the New York Football Giants. Your New York Football Giants. <laughs> weird. Okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, over at Will Call, that's where Elaine said that she would leave Kramer's ticket earlier. Um, Kramer forgot his ID, uh-huh. and he has this funny interaction with this clerk. Who uh, I love this actor. I'm like, who is this guy? I can't tell whether he's. I think he's like such a good actor that it's coming off as bad. I mean, <laughs> the way he played this character is just so funny. Like. I can't give you. He's got crazy hair, and he's just got a deadpan delivery. Uh-huh. And I, I loved everything about it. But um, <laughs> you know, with, with, without any ID, he needs confirmation from the person who left the ticket. So Kramer asks for a phone. If only we had cell phones in the Seinfeld universe right yeah. now, and Kramer could have texted Elaine or something oh, yeah. like that. And and also, Kramer drove all the way out to the Meadowlands without his license. That, that's yeah. It, I, I looked it up. That's a half hour drive with light traffic. Could you imagine like a Sunday like? afternoon or mid-morning going to a Giants game, you're going to be in traffic for over an hour. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe he maybe he subwayed. Maybe he took the subway. Maybe. Maybe he was smart enough to take the subway. Maybe. And so over the stadium PA, they start calling Joel Rifkin, Joel Rifkin <laughs> to the stadium office. And, you know, the, the people that are sitting around Elaine and Joel start picking up on it. We even get an interesting shot of New York Giants great Lawrence Taylor. Oh, that, that's what I was saying, because they cut back to the B-roll and, yeah. and Lawrence Taylor is almost like looking around like he hears the announcement for Joel Rifkin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like everybody in the stadium is kind of enjoy like cracking up at the fact. And Joel... <laughs> You know, points like I'm sure Elaine would have been happy if he just kind of got up and left, but instead he goes, "Who's calling me here?" Indicating to everybody <laughs> around them that he is Joel Rifkin. Uh, and Elaine, so Elaine now has to point out he's not the murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Who's calling me here? I love just how oblivious. I mean, obviously it's been a problem for Joel as we hear later on, but I, I love just how he's you know trying not to dwell on it. Oh you know my what I mean? god! Like he's, he's not embarrassed by it. So, he's trying to live his life. He's it reminds so me of oblivious. Michael Bolton, like Michael Bolton in Office Space. Oh, like why yeah. should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. You know. 
<laughs> like, why don't you just go by Mike? Why don't you go by Joe? Like, why should I change my name? He's the one that killed 17 people, not me. You know, yeah. so why should I change my name? <laughs> Over at the uh, Jerry's apartment, Kramer enters and he's very stiff because he hasn't had a massage. So he's respecting Jerry wi- Jerry's wishes, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're that close of friends. So he, he needs his massage. And he, it, he, it's like, from the Giants game. It went into overtime. And also those game seats he's always uncomfortable in. Yeah. And and also, uh, <laughs> on, on top of that, the the with the game going into overtime, there was uh, the, the game-winning field goal that he dove <laughs> over three rows of seats to grab. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he did it. He got the ball. He did. He did. But also, he's like falling into Jerry's apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, he sort of like stops and and tips in through the door. <laughs> um and so Jerry is determined to get a massage and and Kramer's like, "What about uh what about my massage?" And I like says, "Ask Newman." <laughs> Uh, over at Monk's, George and Karen are there, and Karen is getting very upset about George's obsession with the way Jody feels about him. You know, it kind of gets to the point where she goes, "Does everybody have to like you?" And George goes, "Yes." <laughs> Which I, again, I feel I feel George's pain here. Like I get upset when I find out someone doesn't like me, and I want to know why because you know I feel like most people that, I feel like I'm an affable guy, and most people like me. So if someone doesn't like me, what am I doing wrong? You know, let me correct it. You know, I know it's me. It's not you. So let me correct it and, and make you like me. Are you this way? Do you find? Uh, I I don't think so. I feel like yeah. if I find out that somebody uh, actively does not like me, I I will try and find out why, mm-hmm. but I won't put forth the effort to make them like me. Mm-hmm. I, so I I don't know. Maybe I'm just more okay being uh. Be- being hated, I guess not hated, yeah. but uh, found annoying. I think. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. Certainly, in this business, you have to be. I can't tell you how many. I mean, this is this is one aspect that I where I don't have to get people to like me is I know that like you know we're both in radio and so you know not every listener is going to like you. So reading oh, mean comments not. from reading mean comments from people who listen like oh my gosh I hate that guy's voice I hate his stupid laugh I'm like <laughs> all right well you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know um that's one thing because like i'm like you know that's where you're outnumbered like when there's a group of yeah, people I'm like yeah. i don't know it seems like more people like me than don't so you're in the minority i can appreciate that but people who get to know me you know that's where it really like well they know me and they don't like me what's that all about you know <laughs> yeah as long as as long as it's heavily in the favor of people who like me uh yeah. I, i'm okay <laughs> yeah yeah and so over at elaine's <laughs> Finally, I guess it took the football game, but Elaine is saying, of course, I support your decision to change your name. So kind of like with the <laughs> nose job issue you had with uh, who that George's girlfriend and the nose job. Right. He kind of yeah, had to say yeah. he kind of had to like make, you know, incept her in a way and be like, oh, yeah, well, it's your decision. But whatever you decide to do and kind of like nudge her towards the nose job. Elaine's got to do the same thing with the name change. Uh-huh. And so they both written down 10 names. Uh, on each of their lists that they think would be good names for Joel. And so Joel starts, and, and Elaine's like, you, anybody can veto anybody else's name. And so he starts with Stuart. And <laughs> and she goes, and uh, that's an immediate no from Elaine. And, and, and this is number one on his yeah, list. Yeah, number one for him was Stuart, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, number two for him is Todd. And Elaine's like, no, veto uh, immediately. <laughs> 
Number three is Alex. And again, that gets a no from Elaine because she's got a bad association with the name Alex. She was in a college art history class with an annoying coffee drinker who always did this after he took a sip of coffee every single time. Ah, he would smack his <laughs> lips and say, ah, which is kind of funny for uh, anybody who liked Curb Your Enthusiasm. This kim- this comes up in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I, ca- I found kind of interesting. Does it really? There's an episode, yeah, there's an episode where, uh, you know, Larry is kind of prodded into telling somebody to stop doing that. Like one of his friends are like, yeah, in, in favor, as a favor, like if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. Like tell her to stop doing that every time she takes a drink. Oh my God. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting that, that, that he went back to that well. Huh. All right. <laughs> yeah. Back in Jerry's apartment, Jody has come over and she didn't have time to drop off her table and all of her stuff because she just is just coming from massage. And Jerry is uh, playing new age music, Sounds of the Forest, I think he said. As, that's one of the things that Kramer mentioned that Jody does during her massages. And then Jerry is, you know, becoming a little more heavy handed with his hint dropping. He's he's looking, whoa, look at this, a massage table. Let me see this thing. And he like sets it up <laughs> and, you know, he like sits down on it. And he, he again, like kind of grabs Jody's hands and forces them into like a massage position on his neck. And she's really like kind of going for it to the point where Jerry feels comfortable enough to like grab her hands and keep them on him and lie down. Like, really forcing the massage. Yeah, and this is where... The, I think this is the line where it, it, it gets a little uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, because Jody does not consent. No. To the massage. To no. the giving of the massage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it does go to a weird place, especially in the Me Too era. I mean, you can't watch this and go... I know people are going to get upset uh, at Ted for something I'm saying right now. <laughs> but you can't watch this through the lens of 2019 and go... Ooh, you know, that plays it, out well. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it jokes doesn't. about raping sex workers are are very funny still. You know, like oh god, yeah, oh, that, like that's going to be a bad sound bite out of context. <laughs> oh, that's our autogram. Oh this week. no, <laughs> or whatever. That's our headliner audiogram. Whatever it is, <laughs> just that raping just- sex workers. Listen to no hugging, no learning. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Over at Karen's, you know, George and and Karen are making out and. George, you know, it just, just takes himself completely out of the situation, and he's, he's he just wants to talk to Jody. He's like, if I just go over there and talk to her, I, can, I think I can still catch her. He somehow knew that she was going to be over at Jerry's place, and you know, Karen's like, all right, you know, I've, I've had enough of this, and gives him an ultimatum. It uh-huh. makes him choose. I like you. She hates you. Who do you want to stay with? Who do you want to be with? And he's like, I forget what he says, but essentially, he leaves Karen. Yeah, and it's not even like. It's not even a difficult decision on George's no. part. Like no. <laughs> in in three seconds, he's out the door. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's like, it's been nice knowing you, or something to that effect. Uh, over back at Elaine's, they're still going over their list. Now Elaine is going over her list, and yeah. Elaine suggested Ned, which oh, is the worst name on. we've heard so far. I would venture to say, I'm sorry if we trigger any Neds out there. It's worse than Stewart. It, it it definitely just doesn't go with Ned Rifkin. Ned Rifkin, Th- this, no. I, I I wouldn't go as far as to say Ned is the worst name. Uh, but f- not for- the worst name. The worst name we've heard. Uh, eh, so far, maybe. Uh, maybe. So, okay. Yes, I, I will. I will give it so far. <laughs> uh, because uh, because the next one she suggests is Ellis. <laughs> I would say Ellis is goes with Rifkin the best. Ellis Rifkin. You think so? Really? I think so. It, it's got a nice. It's got a nice flow to it. But uh, but Joel says it's the same as Alex. 
Yeah, I, I could see. Ellis, Alex. Yeah. yeah. I do see his point, but then I see Elaine's point, too, that they are two different names. That's, saying, that's like saying Tim and Tom are the same name, you yeah, know, or, or even Ted and Tim, which a lot of people <laughs> think are the same name because when we work together, everyone called us... <laughs> Everyone called you Tim, and everyone called me Ted. Man, people call me Alex because we also have <laughs> we also have an Alex that works for us, and yeah. the only similarities between us are that we are in our mid twenties. That's yeah, about it. the same age. That's yeah. it. <laughs> uh, and Elaine's next name is Remy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what is what does Joel say? He's like, oh, should I just start wearing a beret? Like, oh, Remy yeah, Rifkin. Yeah. <laughs> Remy Rifkin does not go. I got to agree with uh, even just to take out the fact that it's a French name for a guy who may not have any French in him. That it, <laughs> it is a, it's a bad mix with Remy Rifkin. It's just the the alliteration is no good. You can easily tell it is a made up name, and they are trying to hide something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so over in Jerry's apartment, this again we're continuing with the <laughs> the no consent joke because Jody tells Jerry no means no about not giving him a massage and jerry is he's you know uh, he's still trying to force her to give him a massage and i i think it was uh the scene before when we were in jerry's he actually says quote i know it's something you want to do no i think this is i think it's this scene where it's like you come up here with your table and your oils and i'm not supposed to expect it you're a massage teaser he calls her god yeah just just stop Um, (laughs) (laughs) george then george comes in and jerry makes like a really puzzled face like well, why did George just barge into my apartment, you know, in the middle of us fighting? And, and, and George uh, and says to Jerry, like, Jerry, can you excuse us? Like, which is kind of funny. Like, <laughs> you know, Jerry, I need to talk to your girlfriend in private. Can you excuse us? And Jerry, you know, eventually says something like anything you say in front of her, you can say in front of me. And George is like, Jerry, this woman hates me so much. I'm starting to like her. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I find it irresistible. The amount of dislike that this that she has for george (laughs) jody as most people do when they realize what kind of people our gang really are you know sort of barges out on both of them Mm -hmm. and george continues talking to jerry saying that this kind of hate comes around once in a lifetime so he's got to go after her and then jerry tells him oh by the way george don't push for the massage (laughs) and that's the end of the episode yeah i i mean uh, what we get one more stand-up bit. We're back to the stand-up bits after, yeah, after not yeah. having one for the barber. Yeah, after that weird Marvel ending of the last one. Yeah, and this <laughs> one's about um how there's Swedish meatballs and there's Swedish massage. Evidently, the Swedes just really like having meat in their hands. Oh, and then God. he's like, the country has one of the highest suicide rates in the world, and they're also always rubbing each other's necks. For a neutral neutral country, they're very tense. Yeah, and it just it's very weird because I mean. I don't know if it's in this or like the second part of this stand-up. Uh, he just gets into like another premise, but it, you would almost draw the conclusion that Jerry doesn't want to have a massage unless he's going to get off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because he says, you know, he's not a professional massage guy. He doesn't want people touching him who doesn't know, who don't know me, and don't want to have sex with me. And then oh, this is God. a joke that I just didn't understand. Um, he's like, it's like having chocolate all rubbed all over your face and being like, oh, by the way, you missed a spot. What does that? What does that mean? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. The nearest I can tell is like, okay, the chocolate's been rubbed all over your face. It's everywhere except your mouth. But again, I'm like, I lose. The more I talk about the metaphor, the more I lose it. You know, I'm like, all right, but what does that mean? Where do massages <laughs> and sex intersect with chocolate and faces and 
missing a spot, you know? I, I don't know. This whole this whole second stand-up bit can get thrown out <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Because it, yeah. it's all just not great to begin with. And, the, um, and, and, and like, especially now, it really doesn't hold up. Yeah, both segments. We, we agreed the first one was, like, also just kind of a good cre- good premise with no good jokes. And uh-huh. this one also is, is pretty much the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so let me ask you, though, because I've never gotten a massage. Have you ever gone to get a massage? I have not. I've gotten, like, uh, a table massage, uh, like, at a convention where, like, a massage parlor... Uh, was like set up like for demonstrations, yeah. but I've never yeah. gotten like an extended like a, a fifteen, a thirty, or a sixty minute massage. You know? Yeah, I've never, I've never either, and I think it's you know partly the same kind of uncomfortable nature, not to the extent of of Jerry, I don't think, but just also like you know, I, what am I supposed to do? I don't want to do anything weird, and and I don't know if I want this person rubbing me like this you know what i mean just just, i guess it's just my uncomfortableness (laughs) with physical contact in any form you know what i mean right right (laughs) you know i would like to try it but again i think i'm too scared i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so that's pretty much it for the episode yeah i i mean uh as far as homework goes um i want to look up uh if karen actually is played by another woman because i swear she is Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm very interested to see the results of that as well. Hi, what's that? No, <laughs> no. Uh huh. And uh, what, do you like Seinfeld? No, no, no. No, mama. Welcome to my son. No, he was saying nine night. You went nine night. Yeah. What's oh, your okay. favorite episode of Seinfeld, sir? Uh. <laughs> oh, I think he said the puffy shirt. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that is my son Declan joining the podcast. So. <laughs> There we oh go. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Uh, do we want to come up with a better description? Well, let's see. Okay. So we had Jerry yearns for a massage from his new girlfriend, and Elaine worries about her new boyfriend's name. I don't have a problem with it. I don't either, because both of these things are established in the very first scene. Yeah, yeah. And they definitely could have said, and Elaine is dating a man who has the same name as notorious New York serial killer Joel Rifkin. <laughs> it, could, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, it could be a lot worse, but it's fine. And, and like you said, we, we, you know, we don't, this all happens right away. We learn Joel Rifkin right away. Uh-huh. And then the massage is pretty much right, you know, it, in the next it, scene it, where we're it, talking about that. Yeah, it is the next scene. <laughs> yeah. So good description. Again, I think that we've had like two or three in a row now. Yeah, I think so. Um, Making our job easy. All right, so let's unzip Newman's mail sack. Oh, yeah. All right, this is from John Mara in Stockholm, Sweden. It's Anytime we get anything oh from gosh. John, it just absolutely baffles me that we have listeners <laughs> in Stockholm, Sweden. We may only have one, but we have a listener in <laughs> Stockholm, Sweden. So thank you to John Mara for that. He writes, and John, please let us know uh, what you think of that last stand-up bit about Sweden. <laughs> Oh, right, God, go yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> J- John, please report back. Do people yeah. in Sweden only like having meat in their hands? Uh, <laughs> so John writes in, Hi, guys. I took this screenshot a while ago on November 13th, but since you haven't solved the mystery candy bar puzzle uh, yet, here you go. He sent he sent us this, I think, the day after we recorded uh, the episode where we figured it out, but he sent us an alternate angle screen oh. cap. Uh, of a baby Ruth. 
He says, uh, it is a baby Ruth, which isn't available in Sweden. He said, oh. that's the candy bar Kramer threatens the optician uh, Dwayne at J&T Optical with. I will probably bother you again in the future. Best, John Marr from Stockholm, Sweden. P.S. Uh, you previously talked about that an actress on Seinfeld looked a bit like Meryl Streep, but you can't get more similar than Pam in Season 8, Episode 2, The Soulmate. You'll see, and I mention this now, so you'll have time to forget about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and he also says, PPS, here's a picture of me and my dog, Rocky, who must be enjoying your show since it means longer walks when I'm listening to you fellows. And, nice. And I, I look, John, your dog's adorable. <laughs> ah, nice. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. For no hugging. Oh, wait, oh, what, what are we talking about next week? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we both totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next week, we've got season five, episode 10. Oh, boy. The Cigar Store Indian. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> are, are you ready for me to be called a snowflake again? Uh, Let's hear it. Uh, it is Elaine's Native American friend Winona thinks Jerry is racially insensitive when he presents Elaine with, with a Cigar Store Indian statue as a peace offering after not driving her home from George's place. <laughs> uh, I'm very curious to see because we've had like we've certainly had you know episode descriptions where we're like oh god or even stand up bits that kind of start and make us cringe yeah <laughs> but <laughs> I'm wondering if this one will it will like surprise us and be like well Jerry's surprisingly woke because I have a feeling it's kind of like going to be like the gay episode where we were like is anything problematic here I don't think so I think he's going to be you know upset like oh my gosh someone thinks I'm racially insensitive and I'm not yeah. Even though, you know, like, so kind of like the, the, like, I'm not gay, but I, you know, I have no problem with loving whoever you want, whatever, but uh-huh. I'm not gay. But is that a bad thing to say? You know, so I, 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 I predict it might be an episode like that. At least I hope it is. I, but again, I hope we'll so. see. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's it, right? That's it. <laughs> All right. For no hugging, no learning. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. <laughs> and Declan pooped, in case you're wondering. What's that, sir? Yeah.